You're listening to the Ember Lecturer. <laughs> And welcome to the Emerald Reprobates podcast with myself, Derek. And myself, James. This is episode 22. So, as per what's the the now norm, we're going to start off with some movies. Yeah, we'll dive straight into No Holds Barred. Get it out of the way. (laughs) Do you want to? I mean, yeah, I think this might be the one time where maybe just... get rid of this film. Just, yeah, just anything that can get this film in our rear view mirror, get us moving (laughs) forward and, you know, some counselling and all, we might might forget it. So, I mean, why not? It's that time, people. The movie Box of Doom. And before we really get started, I'd just like to take a moment to get maybe a moment's silence, if we could. We, you know... We've been expanding this box of doom, something ferocious, and uh, we got all snazzy and got the list printed up and cut out, and it turns out that it just doesn't fit into our Smarties ice cream box no. anymore. So we're going to have to retire it. Yeah. So if anybody else there w- wants an old movie box of doom, yes. send us postage, we'll wrap it up and yeah, send it to we you. Yeah, we'll happily send you out this, um, hang on, it's a uh, 800 milliliter empty Smarties ice cream tub. It's, you you know, got rid of the old... Films as well. Nobody will want that. They just I just got to send them the whole. F- the thing oh no! I, I I emptied it. I just yeah. binned the it's other no, ones. It's no use. When we print, no. Excuse me. This thing has vintage now. This has yes. been used on the world famous April Reprobates podcast. Uh, we've upgraded to a celebrations uh, tin, which uh, is. Let me just see here now. Oh, it doesn't give a size. It's bigger. Oh, it's bigger. It's a well, obviously it's, it's grams now because it's not filled with liquid. It was filled with sweets. Eight hundred and fifty-five grams of movie goodness now. I'd say there's more than that though. With paper weighs more than sweets, so yeah. That's anyway, mi- minute silence, which I'm not going to give to the old smarty box, and uh, a big hi there and hello to our new celebrations box of doom. Although the irony of it being called celebrations with some of the fucking <laughs> crap that's in there is just uh, mm. it's just that they're dawning on me right now. I've want to know why last week you didn't use your veto or for the no because part. well it started <laughs> out if you remember correctly that for some reason i thought it was schwarzenegger or stallone or something was it i was you know it was over stallone. i was thinking over the top exactly that was it and i remember kind of going yeah no man it's a film about <laughs> arm wrestling i don't remember being all that bad this cheesy little turn of his cap before he like does his thing and all i had never seen no holds barred <laughs> but when you said Hogan, then straight away I went, oh yeah, you know, kind of worked on me wealth of knowledge, useless knowledge of movies, and kind of went, yeah, Zeus was in this, and I was right, he has got the worst gunner I have ever seen. <laughs> the, I mean, I'm pretty sure he was looking elsewhere, he wasn't He wasn't he even was looking take, at Hogan. Take a step to the right for the stare. He was out. reading cue cards, but made it look like he was looking <laughs> at Hogan, like, you know. But um, yeah, No Holds Barred, 1989's No Holds Barred. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, what do you reckon? Uh, didn't qualify. No, it did, believe it or not. Not enough people thought this was the, shit. Uh, 10%. 11. 11%. That's far too fucking fresh, if it you is. ask me. This film needs to be like 1% at best. Uh, a budget of 8 million, would you believe? I don't know how. I really don't uh, myself. It had a cast. Well, I mean, when you take the, like a main kind of cast, like not, not your, your extras and your background shit, had a cast of maybe 10 people. Yeah. You know Definitely what I mean? Not. 10, 15 tops, if you want to count some of the slobs in the bar and all that had recording roles. Stop and bad mouth to Stan Hansen. Stan Hansen? Stan the Lariat Hansen. Uh, he played the Neanderthal oh, the, brother, the of, brother the, of the yeah. barmaid. Yeah, uh, don't think he was quite champion level, but he's top quality 80s, 70s, 80s wrestler. Okay, right. I'm not going to bad mouth him. <laughs> he may have been top quality 80s wrestler, but he was a fucking bottom shelf 80s actor. Yeah. Fucking terrible. But everybody was in the film. There was nobody. Even the dude, um, I, I should have wrote down his name, the, the, the World Television Network head guy, he's always just that prick in the film. He's always just a smarmy little bollocks. <laughs> but he's not in any way menacing or no. in any way dangerous or there's nothing about him. He's just weak. I couldn't place him as to what else I'd seen him in. Uh, last seen him in Supernatural. Okay, he's the yeah, no, he's possibly the devil or the devil's really em- emissary. Him. Yeah, he was a devil's emissary to to hassle the two brothers. Oh fuck him! No, terrible. Anyway, top to bottom, fucking terrible. But a budget of so, eight million. Yeah, one of the people in that film went on to be nominated for or win an Oscar within two years. 
Really? Yeah. Who? Yes. Not Hogan. Uh, fucking two I narrowed years. it down to one of the two. Two years of 1999. So 1991. Oh, fuck if I know. Give me... One of the, the two underlings of the the head okay, TV yeah, guy. Right, uh, I don't know which one it was, so... I don't know. I got. Yeah. I got to go. I'm gonna maybe put them in Shawshank or something, like because they uh, have I that suitish look about them. I can't remember the film. No, it wasn't Shawshank, but okay. one of them was definitely nominated, if not won an Oscar within two years wow. of No Holds Barred. Shit, talk about a fucking 180 on your career. He was sitting at home crying his eyes out after after fucking No Holds Barred premiered. The what do you reckon his box office was? A fiver. Uh, the box office I don't know if it only got a US release but the only information I could find was US box office so what do you reckon 8 million budget uh, 10 million 16 really but yeah it was still considered a flop you know because obviously the film was a fucking flop yeah. <laughs> like it was a terrible um, film but I mean I would call doubling your money you know far from floppish behaviour for a movie of that low quality then you, you have to add in the, the advertising I think a lot of time the budget the, the budget does actually take in that Okay. I'm pretty sure it does. Now, I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure, like, a lot of time when they say a budget of 8 million, there was probably production costs of 7 million and then 2 million advertising or something like that, you know, that yeah. sort of way. I think so, anyway. I think that's how it works. Yeah, he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. In what movie? Uh, Mr. Saturday Night. I never heard of it. No. Doesn't matter. He still got nominated after. Yeah, I mean, no it says part. a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. Although he didn't really get time to shine, what with all the glistening fucking bodies on on, uh, <laughs> on the screen yeah. yeah absolute fucking dog shit that film was it was one of those films I actually like that again I mean as I tend to do I watched it in work but it took a couple of sittings it did I, there was no way I was sitting through that yeah, in one it go it took me three half hour blocks yeah I think I may have actually stopped and rang you at one point to give out about <laughs> how bad it was but um, the, it was do you know what got me the most in it as well it was actually the growling the yeah that was weird that was just weird, yeah. The, what is that? Do, do, dookie. It's like, what the fuck? Who the fuck wrote this film? Like, I don't know, four-year-olds, I think. But there was even, like, it, it's in one of my questions, so I won't even say it, but just some of the, just some of the writing in it was practically, like, non-existent. Like, it was literally made no fucking sense. No. Like, at one point, the the brother um something Pellegrino was his name because the reason I looked him up was because there's that MMA trainer dude Pellegrino and I was kind of going this is hardly any relation to his like but it's not um I think he was in Supernatural as well quite possibly he was in something else he definitely was in something else that I recognised the name of when I looked him up but for the life of me now it escapes me um yeah at one point he's sitting there all wheelchaired up and neck braced and all and Zeus is wailing at him in the match and he's all like leave him alone <laughs> and literally like that it's just oh it's horrible but then like he turns around and like literally it's just bad editing as well obviously literally the next shot of shows him which is all of about five seconds later he's all like kick his ass rip or something like that it's just like what is this kick guy his ass, bipolar or something kick his ass. Yeah, you know what I mean but yeah yeah I don't know. Let's not give it any more airtime than it needs. Really bad film. Yeah. Do not watch it, even if you're a wrestling fan. But you do get to see uh, where Rey Mysterio got his entrance when Hogan shoots yes. out of the out limo. Of the limo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was there was a fucking ten year old Mexican greased up midget at home, mm-hmm. kind of going, "Hey, that looks good, <laughs> is it?" <laughs> yeah, but Mysterio needed a hydraulic lift to get him out Hogan just jumped out of the limo oh of course he did yeah I mean yeah somebody who bizarrely could not kick his way through a door but no. bounced around the back I mean why was that car swerving all over the road I don't know people like, can't drive no but the whole no, but people do- can't drive in films yeah it's but the whole premise being that like Hogan starts kicking his way around the mm. back of the car that, why is that causing your man to swerve? You can't drive. People in films can't drive. Yeah, I know, but this is what I'm saying. But like, you know, it's one of those things where <laughs> Hogan clearly in no danger of kicking his way through anything. No. But the guy's <laughs> swerving all over the place as if he's being shot at by fucking missiles or something. But then when the mood suits him, Hogan can literally jump. And, I mean, mm. I don't care if there was nothing above him. He wasn't jumping and clearing whatever it is, four foot of clearance to get out of yeah. that thing. To get <laughs> Straight up. up. Yeah. And out of a car. And then and then can do it while jumping, busting through like a steel plated fucking sunroof. That's it. 
also during that fight when he was standing on the bonnet yeah. clothesline somebody. Yeah. And how did your man get up there to yeah. clothesline? <laughs> but the whole thing about it was like just I mean, I'd love to know how you incapacitate people by just throwing them and stuff like that as well. Like, you know, it was this weird thing of like just grabbing people and launching them and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, it seems to incapacitate them, like, you know. That's an I got launched off the bike a few weeks ago it didn't incapacitate me no it took, it took a couple of seconds to see was i all right then i got up but the thing is now i don't doubt you can be throwing or hit hard enough that if your head snaps a certain way like you're gonna you know be yeah. concussed or whatever but the fact that like the throw that incapacitates you comes after being caught in like a fucking full arm brace being headbutted <laughs> or punched in the face like several times but yet then being thrown incapacitates <laughs> you but uh no no to not the, good do not the, watch to the questions to the questions okay uh I think you got forced this week. Okay. Uh, I'll rob your pen and break it. Uh, okay, don't break the pen. Okay. Give me the top of the pen back. Right, you hold the top of the pen, I'll hold the main bit. Right. Whose chair did Hulk sit in in the WTN office? Your man says that chair belongs to... Oh. William. It's, it's a king. Yes. And it's not like one day. It's, it's it's like a Henry did something. I think it's I'm I'm going with William because at one stage I know he uses like a short version of like Bill or something wooden the sat somewhere. So William, yeah, Louis the Fourteenth. Louis, yeah. Is that William? No, <laughs> <laughs> Louis. Yeah. Well, so what's the full name then? Louis the Fourteenth. But at one point, but at one point, does he not refer like say like you know instead of saying William yeah. says Bill or something? So what's short for Louis? Lou. Yeah. Okay. I was close though. That's still a zero. Hang on, this marks this up here. Zero. Okay. Um, when they go into the bar, um, Stan Hansen. <laughs> yeah, when they go to Stan Hansen's glory hall, uh, what drinks do they order? Uh, Manhattan. No. Well, there's three of them, so I mean, yeah. what were they getting? The Manhattan with three straws? Yes. Uh, I don't. They end up with beer. <laughs> yeah, they do end up with beer, but no. Uh, a scotch on the rocks and a very dry martini. That's a big zero for you, too. Go on. There's probably going to be zero all the yeah, way. Yeah, I'm sensing a draw here, yeah. Still in the bar. Okay. The two guys asked uh, directions to the the bathroom. Right. How did they ask it? Oh, yeah, man. He thinks he's trying to be fucking cool. It's yeah. something along the lines of, where can I go to drain the lizard or something like that? Uh... I don't think it's drained the weasel because he. Oh, I thought he kind of, you know, he kind of said it a bit wrong as to how it probably should have been said. It was probably intentional in the writing, the master class in writing that it was. Yeah, I'm gonna go with like, where do you go to drain the lizard? Where do you go to bleed the old lizard? Which, if it's nil nil, you win on this. Yeah. I think. Okay, well, it's what I'll do is uh, I'll put a I'll put a half point there, so it's close enough. Yeah. Um, right. What's the name of the bar? No count. Oh fuck! I'm, I'm losing. <laughs> I'm taking uh, the full point for that one, right. for the lizard one now. we got to give me a minute here to get my third question. You just stole it. Oh, really? Which was? What was the name of the bar? Oh, <laughs> all right. No count? Yes. I'll take it. we got another question? If you don't, I'm taking it. Uh, what was Samantha's surname? You're actually thinking of a question? Yes. And you know the answer? No idea. Right, well then fuck off. Give me a question you know the answer to. Because you have to know the answer for me to be able to answer it. Because I can okay. just say Jonas, and you can't in, say no. In the the wrestling match Hogan had at the start, he was wrestling for the championship, and all the WTN guys were watching this in their office. Yeah. Who was he wrestling? What tag team was this person from? He was an actual wrestler in a very well-known tag team. In the movie? Yeah, it doesn't have to be the, his name, just what tag team. Was he in the tag team in the movie? No. So you're giving me a non-movie question is what you're saying? Well, You're giving me a wrestling okay. trivia question. <laughs> na, na, who who was you? Who who did you wrestle? Uh, I don't know. I probably should have jotted that down. I yeah. don't know. That's a very obvious one. I don't know. <laughs> okay, no idea. Who was it? One half of demolition. And who was it? Uh, Smasher Axe. Uh, <laughs> nah, you need to know for this to count. Bill Bill Eady. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Right. Uh, Zach Smash. This is my question that uh, resorts back to the fantastic writing in this film. Why did Zeus go to jail? And I want the exact... He killed a guy after a match. I want to know. It was said... This This is what got me. It was what they said. So uh, I need what they said. Well, well, Hogan's Mickey, as he was clearly based after, Yes. said that uh, 
He used to train him, and he he killed a guy after a match. I don't know. <laughs> you know, if this was still a, a, a nil all thing, I'd have given you the half point because yes, he killed somebody, but the exact reason he was in jail killed some kid in the brain. <laughs> I actually went back and said, did they just say that? And I just went back and I listened to it again. And he fucking, he killed some kid in the brain, it says. Fair enough. Now, if I'd had subtitles, I would have double checked that again. But it wasn't, it was a downloaded movie, so there was no subs. Okay, so that's kind of a half point to one point. Are you giving, you don't have any more questions, do you? No. Okay, I gotta let but you have it then. What? Yeah, I win. Yeah, my half point. Although I think draining the, I suppose, yeah, draining the lizard is not bleeding the lizard, is it? It's no. close enough. Right, so, well then. Uh, you know, painfully so, I will give you this week. The current score was 9 8, so you're after just bringing it back to a fucking 9 love, shall we call it? Uh, yeah. Do, do, dookie. Did you watch anything good this week? I actually didn't. I fucking, no. oh man. I'm, I think I'm going to stop taking movies off you. It's getting, it's getting to that well, stage. Watch the good ones. I mean, how am I to know what's good and what's bad? Okay, I'll start watch with. Watch I watched. I was the one put you onto that. Yeah, but I gave it to you. Did you? Yes. Yeah, but I watched the first, and then I told you to watch it. Um, no, I watched uh, this one. You gave me. I don't know if you've watched it. Enemy, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, the one made by the guys who made Prisoner. Quite possibly. Yeah, I think that's with how the, you sold it to with me. With the weird spiders. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, did you watch it? Yeah, it's terrible. Absolute <laughs> dog. I watched shit. it because it was. From the same people who made yeah, Prisoners, which yeah. was a really good movie, really powerful sort of movie. Um, the Louise was off for watching. She's fucking mad for Jake Gyllenhaal. Like someone still the, the promise of yeah, I, th- I think this might have brought him down a notch in her book. And the promise of two Jake Gyllenhaals was just too much for her to to say no to. And we put it on, and it's fucking terrible. It is. It's- it is. I mean, this obviously for uh, for a podcast is no good to use, but I'm holding my hand to my head half the movie was this people sitting there rubbing their foreheads and their eyes and inexplicably like just put into a scene of Jake Gyllenhaal there rubbing his head Jake Gyllenhaal the actor his wife rubbing her head and it was just like what are all these people contemplating or so deep and thought about yeah, why am I in this film what the hell is he doing with the yeah, big spider I mean the big spider bits were pretty the better bits in it like you know I, mean? I was like is that a big spider walking across fucking LA or whatever the fuck it was meant to be but the thing that got me was like I thought we turned it off anyway we got about an hour in stopped for a quick toilet break and it was just like do you want to watch the rest of this I'm like no she's like eh, no so we left it we didn't watch the end of it but uh, I got to the point where oh so you missed the end with the, the big spiders in the jacks taking a dump and he walks in and the big spiders there and it ends Okay, right, I did. I'm, I'm Jesus, I'm sorry I didn't fucking keep it on now. No, I've seen the big spider like walking across the city, the landscape and stuff. But um, no, it, even the bit where like the, the wife kind of, the obviously a jealous wife has probably been cheated on, the actor, Jake Gyllenhaal's wife. Yeah. And she goes to the school, she realizes like, the, you know, she looks at the information on your man, goes to the school and sees him. Now, at what point do you not turn around? This is a professional on a college campus, so he's not. You know, well, there's a good chance he's not some whack job. He still could be. But at what point do you not then, at that point, just kind of lose your shit and kind of go, holy shit, you are the fucking image of my husband. Mm. You sound just like him. You look just like him. <laughs> or failing that, you do play it safe and you kind of go, this guy could be psycho nuts. I'm going to go home. And as soon as your husband walks in, you kind of go, fuck me. you got to get down to that school and see this dude. Yeah, he is your fucking... tomorrow. Yeah, he <laughs> is your fucking twin. He is your double and all. At no point was it plausible or believable from there on. Like you were just kind of like, why wouldn't you want to kind of just go, fuck, you look a lot like me and all. Why did it have to be this weird kind of, let's meet in a fucking motel room out at the arse end of fucking now and all. Like, what was all that about? I don't know. One of those it served no purpose. Trying to be smarter or fancier than it really should have been. Yeah. But just make a two-person weird, creepy story and be done with it. Stop trying to be arty about it. Yeah, like I say, there was the whole... Like, I mean, if somebody contacts me, and, you know, Hall, to be fair to him, he played it well from the history teacher point of view. He seemed a little neurotic, a little bit, maybe on the edge and what have you. But he, to turn around, and, like, when he made the calls and all, you would have been going, yeah, hang on a minute, oh, you look like me, do you? Yeah, you know, if you were the, the fa- you know, so, kind of quasi-famous, semi-famous type dude... So, at what point when you agreed to meet him, do you go to the most fucking secluded place? If you're going to meet him, you say to him, okay, call down to my agency 
or I'll meet you in the fucking mall or yeah, something like that. Or the, the diner. Yeah, or, or a, yeah, exactly, a diner or a restaurant. Uh, the local fucking police station, like, you know, that sort of way. You don't bring them out, oh, yeah, head out on Route 9 there, you know, 10 miles out into the arse end of fucking nowhere. There's this little fucking motel that lets you take rooms by the hour. Like, yeah, let's meet there. You know, yeah. just weird. Just, like, and, and not in a good way weird, like, in a really pointless way where just nothing about the film made any sense nah, and were you given any reason by the end as to how he's got this double no so he's nothing just, he just hasn't there's a big spider yeah and what was the deal with the big spider I don't know it was just a big spider yeah again it was I even read up on it and nobody can tell me why the big spider is there yeah because I got the whole thing of the spider to start you remember he was at like a, a kind of it was a weird fetish type club mm. and obviously this thing was this board was going to just squash a spider while standing around naked and high heels and all Okay, that's grand. Whatever. That's what, you know, semi-famous actors with too much money on their hands yeah. do. But all of a sudden then to be watching a giant spider walking across a city and all this sort of crack, you're just kind of like, what does this even mean? That's it's really like good. reading poetry or something. It's like, you know, what what does the author mean? Like, I mean, I don't know. What the fuck? You yeah, know, he's talking about a green door. <laughs> yeah, and poetry from 100 years ago. I don't know what he means. I didn't live 100 years yeah. ago. Today this means it's muck. But anyway, yeah, that, and that's what that f- that's what enemy yeah. translated to. If enemy was a poem, it's muck. It's that fucking simple. Terrible fucking <laughs> movie. Do not watch it. It's really not worth it. It's right. pretty bad. I went to the cinema. You did? I did. What did you say? 20,000 Days on Earth. Hmm, never heard of it. The Nick Cave documentary. Oh, I did hear of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I did hear the, about it. He'd done it himself, though, didn't he? No, he's... Two people did it. He's. It's not really a documentary. It's... Okay. It's, well, it, it is. Yeah. I, I went to the, the gala screen. actual footage, or is it like... It's is it documentary flying the wall type footage? Or is it archive well, kind of shit? For a music documentary, it didn't have Henry Rollins, so I'm not buying it as a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was done... Differently to most documentaries, because uh, Kay was sitting down talking to a psychiatrist, right? And he was asking him questions and getting stuff from his past, but not it wasn't just somebody saying Nick grew up here or and so on. Because you're getting kind of more insightful questions. Yeah, he's one of these people that the only song I could name belonged to him would be that one he done. Well, I can't even name it, but the one he done with Kylie. Yeah, she was in it. Yeah, and uh, um, where the wild roses grow. That would be the one. She's lying dead in a river or something like yeah, that. He beat her to death with a brick. But there was never anything about him. I never found him, you know, maybe it was just the age I was at when he was out. There was nothing about him made me want to find out more about him or go kind of, oh, I enjoyed that song. I listened to more of his music or no, anything which. like that. But um, it was the sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? What are you shushing for? Is honey under the cabin? What are you... <laughs> yeah interrupted by the the wife getting birthday banners and whatnot she fucking is on there i knew i could hear somebody he's under the yeah the, the, there's like the, the cabin is raised and the, the one of the dogs can get under it and i knew i heard something banging a minute ago and i was gonna go oh, no nah, maybe it was something else but clearly it's one of the dogs under the cabin and that was my wife coming in and hmm. getting party stuff because it's the little one's birthday in the morning so anyway back to nick Cave, yeah. who i didn't ever have any affinity to want to look more into you know that sort of way you know yes. when somebody just doesn't grab you you, know, you kind of there's nothing about them makes you want to mm. see any more or hear any more about them and he was that guy and I don't doubt he's talented because he's done movies he's made movies yeah, written uh, movies and Lawless The Proposition oh he done Lawless yeah he, he wrote it okay I have seen that wasn't wasn't the best film I've ever seen mm. could have been because it was Shia LaBeouf and that and yeah, I don't like Shia LaBeouf um, but yeah definitely wasn't the worst film I've ever seen Definitely the worst haircut I ever seen. And um, <laughs> is it Guy Pierce? Is that his name? Yes. Yeah, that bogey, weirdest shaved in middle part, and um, that there was actually uh, one of the barber shops up in town were actually offering basically the free haircut <laughs> if you were to get that. Like you know, they like to do all these you know old school haircuts, and this was one of the things that they offered like a free haircut if you come in and got that haircut. And you want to be some prick to walk down the road with that, but takes all sorts, I it guess. Does. So this documentary, non-documentary... Yeah, well... Would you have to be into Nick Cage to watch... Not Nick Cage. Yeah, Nick Cage, yes. <laughs> if you're into Nicholas Nick Cage, Nick. you can watch this. Was it Nick... Um, Nick Cave. Cave, sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, it always helps if you watch a documentary that you know something about the person. Yeah. But you don't have to. Could you watch it and would it maybe get you into them to uh, watch this? Does he come across good and bad and different? Uh, good. Because yeah. it's 
part of it is he's, he's sitting down, he's driving with uh, Kylie in the car, Ray Winston, and a guy who used to be in the band. What's Ray Winston doing with him? He's his mate. Okay. The, he was in the proposition and the Australian Outback cowboy film. Oh, okay. About okay. 10 years ago. Right, so and him, him and Kev yeah. were buddies. And they're, they're just having a conversation. It's it's not Ray Winston sitting down saying Nick is this or that. that. Right, yeah. It's just chat. some chat. <laughs> I just kind of think about the Sweeney. <laughs> and uh, anything I think in uh, Winston now, I just picture him running around Trafalgar Square going yeah. pew 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 pew. <laughs> That's it. Well, the two of them are driving around Brighton in the car. Oh, really? Yeah. Does he know he's an Aussie though, isn't he? Yeah, and he lives in Brighton. Oh, he does. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, eh, I probably not gonna. Probably not gonna watch it, but it is if you're into Nick Cave. Yeah, if you like a Nick Cave, he always just came across as really morbid and but really. Yeah, like you want to give him a good <laughs> shake and kind of go, "Come on, man, wake up the fuck!" Like I don't know. I mean, and I mean, I've never even really seen him speaking, but that's just the impression I have of him when I look at yeah. him. I kind of go, "Come on, brush your fucking hair, man. Straighten <laughs> yourself out with the fuck. Get moving and like." Yes, but if you see him in concert, like uh, himself and Serge from System. Yeah, so the two guys they walked on stage and said, "This dude is different." Right, just there. I'm on stage. I'm singing. Look at me for the this hour and a half. Okay, not gonna Let's go to concert with me. Nah, go see Serge. <coughs> uh, okay, I've got another one. Another what not to watch recommendation before we go any further, and it is Ender's Game. Another film you gave me. Uh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. He's in Ender's Game. Um, that was my Harrison Ford impression. Uh, have you watched this? No. Uh, Don't. Okay. <laughs> um, no, it's... Well, it I was going to, but then I seen the the front cover of the DVD and there's a kid. Yeah. I hate films about kids. This Stop is the thing. The, the, the bulk of the cast are kids. The whole idea is Eric was attacked, managed to repel the attack, is now preparing for what they think is maybe an inevitable next attack, but it turns out that it's not, that they're actually preparing to go and attack them and it's kind of this mentality of, you know, if somebody's bullying you and you get to better them, well, you don't stop hitting them or kicking them because you don't want to just stop this attack. You want to stop the next one. Well, and right. it's this mentality of well, where you're going to attack them. And they're training these kids like who are all, you know, showing really intelligence and strategy and blah, 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 blah. And ultimately, it's this cast of kids that you just watch it kind of going, I can't associate with any of this. And then you've got Harrison Ford mumbling his way through it. And then they bring in fucking... Um, Bill, no, I'm going to say Bill Nye. Um, not Bill Nye, the Mandarin. Ben Kingsley. Kingsley, yes. Um, and he's, you know, he's okay. He's Kingsley. He's, yeah. You know what I mean? He, you know he's capable of a whole lot better, but this is what you get out of him. And then they, they try to put this, there's a bit of a twist in the movie, whereas they have the kids, it's like this final thing where Ender is the guy's name, is the kid's name, the main kid. So they set up the day he gets a squad together, a team together, and blah, 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 and they're running all these simulations, and yada, 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 and then he's his team, and he's delegating to his team in the simulation, and then they set up this final simulation, and all of the, like Harrison Ford and the other head fellas are watching, and it's like, okay, if you pass this one, like if you can kind of, get through the simulation with this team yada 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 you'll be promoted and you will actually then be over a whole team and command the team and all yada 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 turns out the simulation was not a simulation it was real time okay and he actually exterminates and destroys their planet that the, the things came from but then this was their twist was that oh it wasn't a simulation this happened but then they turn around and it's all like, you know, oh, they were only trying to communicate with us. It turns out that they weren't actually attacking us. They, you know, they, they needed water and they were coming down. They were looking for somewhere to colonize, albeit. But then, like, Ender, like, makes it his quest then to take, there's a queen and, like, the, there's, like, um, it's in, like a, a, like, a larval state nearly. And so he takes it and he gets clearance to then go off and he's searching the galaxy right. for Sounds somewhere like else to put it. Bad version of Starship Troopers. Yeah, I mean, you know, at least Starship Troopers had needless gore and all this sort of crack. Um, but yeah, it's just one of the films that, like I said, I don't know if it was just because it was the all-kid cast sort of thing that I was just like, you know, it was like watching Bugsy Malone in space or something. <laughs> I just I had no interest in it, you know, that's how I was watching it. And especially at one point, and I talk about bad casting, at one point, there's this kid is like head of... Like, there's all these little squads nearly, you know, that sort of way. And this kid is the head of this particular squad. Now, this guy Ender looks to me to be about 15, 16, maybe there, thereabouts. Scrawny kid. He's exactly what you expect from a 15, 16-year-old scrawny kid. There's this other dude who's then head of a thing. Now, it turns out I looked him up looking through the cast and all, he's 20. But he's about four foot. 
and like and there's a clear a good foot above him in height and all okay. and he's like this bit of an antagonist <laughs> to him like that he's kind of bullying him and you're just kind of going like in what world is this little fuck the bully like you know that sort of way yeah, give him a slap yeah and that's what ha- ultimately that is what happens like you know that sort of way but um no terrible fucking movie really not worth a watch it's just it's it just goes nowhere like you know it, it, like I said I couldn't associate with it I could, there was nothing in it that I kind of went oh yeah I can you know I see this I see that I'm into this I'm into that everything about it was just shite like to be honest the uninteresting shite to me anyway uh, I don't know maybe I'm too old for that crap but. Uh, possibly well uh, I think it was the guy who wrote the book came out with some speech against gay marriage or gay people in general and they were calling for a protest and boycotted film right. so on those grounds I were, I'm going to refuse to watch it Okay, Not because yeah. you said it was terrible. Yeah, you were standing up for the for the, the yes. LGBT. I was I was stuttering on that LGBT yeah. community. Um, yeah, no, it's not worth watching. It really isn't. All right. Actually, it's only now that you're saying that I do remember hearing something like that. Um, it popped up on my Facebook feed at one point. Uh, somebody giving out about the fact that your man was some complete fucking bigot, like and gay basher. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, turns out he's about as good with social skills as he is at writing <laughs> movies, so he can fuck yeah. off. I don't think he's going to have an exactly illustrious no, we'll career. Ignore him. Yeah, <laughs> right. You see anything else we're talking uh, about? Because my two weren't, <laughs> but I did at length. <laughs> we're talking about no. I did see some other films. Go on, hit me up. Uh, Monuments Men. Anything else? Give me a list, and I'll pick something that I Monuments Men, uh, Transcendence, Snowpiercer, and Solaris. Let's go Snowpiercer, seeing as I've seen it as well. Yeah, I thought it was good. I actually, really, yeah, I for a film that's set on a train, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it was much better than Under Siege too. You know, yeah, I mean? considering some of those set uh, on carriages, traveling on tracks, the weight of two horses is arse. Yeah, because that's how they decided uh, the weight of the train tracks. Oh, really? Yeah, it goes back to uh, chariots and the chariot wheels were this weight because that was the weight of two horses standing in front of them. Uh, you want some weird horse facts? Then yes. I'm going to hit you up with the uh, the term uh, keeping it on the straight and narrow, which I'm not sure if that's strictly an Irish term or if it's international. But there's a there's a phrase we would use saying, you know, you keep keeping it on the straight and narrow. I mean, keep just kind of keeping keeping shit real, keeping yes. it normal and all. But that actually comes from the horses that used to pull barges up the canal, all right. and they purposely made the paths straight really and straight and really narrow so that the horses wouldn't veer left and right. When they were pulling the barges up and the crashing to the sides, yeah, up the up the up the canal. So that's where Fair the term. Enough. So now there's a couple of horse facts for these people: no. horses' asses and keeping it straight yes, and narrow. Snow person was good. It was uh, Chris Evans, who you know a lot of people. He's been in a lot of stinkers. So I mean, a lot of people kind of write him off, but I don't think is they were never stinkers because he was in them. Like you look, uh, you know, the Fantastic Four franchise. He was the better part of it yeah um, that movie the news was, which wasn't great he was good in that as well you know that sort of way i mean obviously you know captain america you know I'm, I'm not a huge captain america fan but he does he does it well like, yeah. i mean he, you know he, he plays a good captain america uh in this though i did i, I really enjoyed it like it was i was interested to see every time they opened the door to get to the next carriage what they encountered yeah well that, that, that was good yeah what were they, uh, yeah i really enjoyed the scene that where they knew they were going into the tunnel yeah, and the guards put on the night vision, like, and it's just a just bit of a fucking massacre. Then, as the, as the the boys are fighting blind, like you know, because you got this real sense of this real world kind of they're just swiping blind because you know they can see nothing, like you know that's all right. But I think we're gonna spend a whole time in the tunnel, spinning around in a circle, taking out no matter who they yeah, are. Yeah, doesn't matter who it is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're all getting out. hit. Yeah, but uh, no, I did. I enjoyed it again for a, for a film that was like an hour and a half or more because I think it was a bit longer. I think it was there was a bit yeah. of a bit of bit of weight to it. But like the fact that like I say it was set on a train. There's a class system, port to the back, rich to the front, uh, everything else in between, and the boys from the back decide you know we want to get up front, and that's it. Like you know it's them making their way up front. But no, it was good. Yeah, it's definitely worth watching. It was good. Yeah, worth worth uh, worth a look. Yes. See. We're gonna bust out the new celebrations. Celebrate good times. Come on. Something tells me we won't be celebrating when we yes. open it. Come on. It's a big fucking box of lid. It is now. It's, it's ridiculous looking at it. Oh, I trust you to pull out the one that's still connected to another one. It's a double header. No, it's not. Off we go. Uh, we're gonna have to look this up. Oh, really? Peace, love, and understanding. What? Peace, love, and understanding. Oh, fuck. You, uh, you know, 
you know, this is all on you, really. To be fair, you made this list. I didn't, I mean, all I done was went through it and picked maybe 10 films out that yeah. I said I definitely didn't want in Zulu. It. Yeah, Zulu. I just, you got to take that film out, man. What was it, Peace? Love and Understanding. Are you getting it or am I? Uh, oh, And Misunderstanding. Misunderstanding. Ah, okay. Jane Fonda. It's just coming up now. Peace, love, and misunderstanding. Oh, I see oh, nothing more no. women. It looks like a chick <laughs> flick or something. An uptight NYC lawyer takes her two teenagers to her hippie mother's farmhouse upstate for a family vacation. Starring Jane Fonda, Catherine Keener, Elizabeth Olsen, uh, Nate Wolf. Nobody I know at all. Kyle McLaughlin was in Twin Peaks. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is in a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, I kind of recognize his face. I've definitely seen him in something. Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Was he in Watchmen? That's, I was just about to say, <laughs> was he in Watchmen? It's the first thing that popped. And Losers, yeah. I'm funny, I only thought about Losers. Um, oh, I don't know. I'm I'm not ecstatic about this. Well, you, you, can, you can call it Haltwood. Uh, you know, I'm not that against it because I don't really know what it is. So, you know, I'm I'm probably going to yeah, save that, that veto for something that yeah. I really... We've got, what, 12 more films. Like, are they going to get worse than this? 12? How are you only getting... Well, oh, yeah, 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 Roughly yeah. three months. Oh, yeah, because we said it rolls by the year. It doesn't yeah. ever get a new... Is it, was it once a year we agreed? Once a year. Once a year. Uh, You know what? I could probably sit down and watch this with Louise, so I'm going to be happy in the fact that you're going to have to sit down and watch it alone and just suffer the fucking consequences of a, a film about some board bringing our kids to a farmhouse. All right. Well, at least it's, it can't be any worse than No Holes Barred. Oh, no. Or it's got to gotta, it's gotta have a whole lot less Hogan ass yeah. in it than... Uh, than oh, it says it won an award. What's the award it won? And there can't be as much rape as Di- Death Wish. Yeah, well, hopefully not. Uh, Achievement Award winner at the Outstanding Achievement of Filmmaking 2012. So, um, what else does it say? Trivia. Even though it was realized after two other films she is in, this is Elizabeth Olsen's first feature film acting job. Okay. Goofs. During the full moon dance party, there is a long shot of the full moon through the trees, followed 10 seconds later by an extreme close-up of the moon that is clearly not full. Wow, imagine that, people. Fuck's sake, and that's the best thing. Peace, love, and misunderstanding, 2011. All right. Okay, that'll have to do then, I guess. Uh, that's it for movies then. I think so. Right. Sport. Before sport, I just. I, I'm going to insert now some NWA. I got something to say. I got pulled over the other day. <laughs> I was driving home from work on Saturday, and it's <laughs> end of the week, I'm pissed off, it's fucking it's hot. Anything to do with what you do on the way home? No, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it actually has made me rethink that, though, because I'm kind of going, how do you explain that one if you get pulled over? Anyway, um, I'm not even going to talk about that, but uh, um, let's just say I provide nesting material for birds. Um I'm driving home anyway, it's a fucking hot, it's a hot day, I'm at the being busy, end of the week, I'm tired, I'm a bit fucking pissed off, just want to get home, I must get caught behind two, three trucks, tractors, I'm fucking mm. bobbing in and out, and like, get me the fuck past this, um, I, coming up home, and, uh, you know you just get caught behind that one fucker doing like 40k, Yes. Just sitting there, sitting there, sitting there, and it's on a stretch of road where it's a very clear, solid white line and all. Good straight road, but still, it's one of those weird roads where it would stand out if you were to overtake on it when it's a clear white line. You know, there's some places you kind of get away with it, and others you wouldn't. So, I anyway, come up to the roundabout. I'm going straight through the roundabout. Lo and behold, this fucking car goes straight through the roundabout. Went, oh, for fuck's sake. Now, when you come straight through the roundabout, there's a good half a kilometre that you can see. It's not a straight road. There's a bend on it, but you can see the full half kilometre long. So the second we get off the roundabout, I can see that it's clear. So I just say, right, fuck this. Get off the roundabout. I'm going around there. Now, so I'm on a solid white line. It's, and again, it was just frustration, tiredness. I, I didn't look in my fucking mirror. 
went around or the second I pulled back in like that because I'll always look I mean I am a cautious driver I looked in my mirror even before I pulled back in make sure you know I'm clear to pull back in and all and I see the bike behind me I just went bollocks I said please don't be a cop because you know that you get those wankers that like to drive around with a white helmet and a high vis on them Um, (laughs) no sure enough it's the police the popo pulled me over. Took floor it. <laughs> Go for yeah, it. Yeah, like, fuck, I can outrun this bike. But uh, no, it's like that. I mean, you know, look, at the end of the day, you know, you do the crime, you do the time sort of thing. I'm that way inclined. I'm not going to try and talk my way out of it. I'm not going to, you know, I, I knew what I'd done yeah. wrong. What was that? I mean, I didn't fucking knock someone down. I didn't kill anybody. So the dude comes up anyway. Person drives. You just overtook, drives past you with thumbs up. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. That's when you feel like the biggest prick. You're just sitting there. And I wouldn't mind. Here was the kicker. The cop was out there pulling me over, was off his bike, walked up to the window, and then they drove by. That'll tell you how slow she was driving. Like, for her to go... Yeah, for her to get, like, whatever it was, it was maybe... 50 yards at best because I had to kind of get off like just there was a bit of a hard shoulder so I went up to that to pull in like to, you know pull in safely and all although I wanted to come to get a smack of a car but um, but that, that'll tell you how slow she was driving and although you'd love to turn around and say that's why I fucking overtook her where I yeah. overtook her she's driving fucking way under the speed limit but anyway I know it's not worth trying to argue the toss with the popo because you know what I mean they're just not going to listen. You know, he's not going to go back on why he pulled me in what I done was wrong okay comes up he's like you know Ben uh do you, know, do you know why I stopped this hard thing? I was like, yeah, because I got frustrated and fucking impatient. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, you got your license. So I just said, yeah. So I'm rooting out, just taking out my wallet to get out my license. He walks around, looks at the front of the car. NCT is out. Now, it's it, it's not out. The car passed the NCT, but just to be brought, the, the rear brake light was out. So I just had to bring it back for the visual to show the rear brake light. So it's actually booked in for Wednesday night. So he's like, uh, yeah, you know, there's five penalty points and I'm confiscating the car. You've no NCT. So I said, I said, no, whoa. I said, hang on a minute. I said, the car passed the NCT. I said, it's out just back for a visual on the rear brake light. I said, I have the thing. I had the yoke on my phone and all to show the rebooking for Wednesday night. So he takes a look at that and he's like, all right, well, yeah, you're not walking home. So so straight away, I know the attitude of this guy. I'm like, yeah, this guy's not even more fucking talking to. Hand him he's the license. Yeah, you know, he's a cop, it goes without saying. I mean, most of them are when they're out and about doing their business. Like, he's just delighted. He just mm. happened to be in the right place to just see me do that. Nothing dangerous about what I'd done, mind you. There wasn't. Uh, I mean, I'd be the first one to put my hand up and say, yeah, there was. But, um, so he goes off anyway. Um, so, no, he first of all, he says, is this the current address? So it's not. It's my old address. So I said, um, no. Told him the new address. So off he goes anyway. So he's doing whatever it is he does. Comes back then and says to me, um... He goes, uh, you know, something like, you know, uh, you know, you have to get there, you have to, you have to, that's an offence, like you have to have the address changed on this or something like that, and I'll, I said, what, they're going to reissue my licence just because I moved, like, you know, it's alright, and he's like, yeah, I'm like, okay, no bother, um, and then he's like, you know, yeah, you know, that's, that's the really dangerous, something like that, blah, blah, you know, you're just bullying, you nearly ran them off the road and all, and I mean, I'd love to turn around and go, and go no, I fucking didn't, no. I was well capable of getting around them, they were driving at fucking like 20 kilometres an hour or something like that, you know what I mean, I indicated out, went around them, indicated back in, I don't, the only thing I'd done that was, there was nothing dangerous, it was illegal because it was a solid white line, that was the only thing that made it illegal, like, you know that sort of way? But the person in front of you is doing is bullying you by driving incredibly slowly yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean, the thing, the weird <laughs> thing is, it is actually illegal to drive. I'm not sure the exact percentage, like, but there's under the speed limit. If you're not maintaining the speed limit, like, yeah, in a slower way, if you have six cars, I remember the, the only reason I noticed is because he talked about it on the radio once, people were giving out about tractors and shit, holding them up, and six cars is the law. If you have six cars behind you and you're driving under the speed limit, you're the obstruction, and by law, you have to pull in and let them pass. Yes, yeah, which... Most tractors do when, yeah, they, when they can. Yeah, they'll jump into the hard shoulder or whatever. Or they'll, you know, they're on a street. They'll indicate left to kind of let you know, yeah, you're clear to go by. But like I said, there's no point in arguing with him nah. to say, like, oh, this one was going too slow. Just blah, take blah, your blah. punishment. And yeah, take me slap on the wrist. Now. So basically, he just says, oh, yeah, yeah, like there'll be a letter in the post or whatever. So I have to assume it's maybe two points and an 80 quid fine or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. I don't know, something along those lines. We'll but find out in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was my <laughs> fucking adventure and fucking coming out and work last thing I needed let me tell you at the end of the week but sure this year I mean these things happen yeah I'm 35 years of age I'm probably driving 19 of those so to say that this is the first time I've well second time that I've first time I've properly got cough or something yeah it's not so bad they're good odds I'll take them I mean you know I'll be in my 50s by the time I see the next one so I'll take that I'm amazed like 
driving a taxi in Dublin for 12 years now. Mm. No driving offences. Yeah. I'm, I'm not good in the road, especially driving at night. You get away with it a lot. Oh, yeah. But they just don't get caught. Oh, yeah. I'm not claiming to be the perfect driver, but I'm an intelligent driver. Mm. You have I, a look. Yeah. Well, there's an there's always the element of, you know, just, like I said, that was just right place, right time for that cop the other day. But, you know, I am observant of what I, I mean. I'm very observant about who's in front of me, who's behind me, who's doing what, at what point can I overtake, at what point can I not, yeah. you know, and using the lanes, using the road, like, I'm never that cunt driving down the bus lane, but if the road splits into two lanes at a set of lights, and I can skip three cars forward, because I know the guy three cars up is driving slower, and I'll merge before he mm. takes off, I'll do it, you know, that sort of way, like, uh, but, you know, that's what I'm saying, I mean, for all the years, I'll take those odds, because I, I drive, like I'm less than a fucking saint on the roads, yeah. so okay. I'll uh, I'll take those odds of like one ticket and fucking you know every you know eight eight or nine years or so. Yeah, it was about so eight or nine years ago, and I got oh I know what am I saying eight or nine years ago? The time with the <laughs> woman. I know I got pulled in one other time. I just think that's why it's just getting me mad. I think I pulled in one other time again. The same fucking thing. This board driving up the Onga Road at like about twenty kilometers an hour, and essentially <laughs> I went into the bus lane to pass her because I couldn't pass her on the outside, and there was a guard standing up the road and pulled me, but. So that was neither here nor there. Nah, nothing to do. No. So, sport. Sport, yes. There's a, you didn't see the GAA match in Ar- Armagh the other night? No. Uh, Cross McLean Rangers, really good team. Right. Club team. They turn up to play whoever they're, they're playing the opposition. And three or four lads in their mid-50s as part of the team wander out wearing jeans and From may, maybe The running. opposing team, obviously. Yeah, yes, the opposing team. Like the, the opposing team were pl- were at a wedding, so okay. the, the the club had to send representatives. So, so it was all in any who could field yeah, that night. So these were the the fathers and the the older club members right. who had nothing better to do, <laughs> just wander out onto the pitch. <laughs> the game kicks off. Cross McLean bang in one eight, uh, pretty much straight away. Then Cross McLean decide we're training. Screw you guys got off down there end of the pitch and start running around and doing training without the ball kind of doing yeah little drills little and running. stuff yeah. the other guys are having a kick about up the other end with the <laughs> with the ball in the jeans at one stage uh, one of the lads in the jeans takes a phone call on the pitch talking, <laughs> talking about delivering pallets <laughs> <laughs> then uh, one of the Cross McLean players has to bomb up the length of the pitch because the guys have put the ball out and the ref is still there says it's the throw for the, the other guys so they have to come and take it Okay. so he's to run the, the whole length of the pitch to boot the ball back into them <laughs> and go them, back down and join yeah, his boys down the uh, other end be, be careful now we, we, we can, we're training we can't be running up and down the pitch like this <laughs> so, but surely at what point does the ref not say I hear fuck off lads I'm abandoning this match like you aren't uh, playing each other uh, I don't know I, surely I, there has I to be would, some uh, ruling that uh, states because it's even like I I remember it happening one but time. There are GA rules about you have to complete the match. Yeah. So this is the way we're doing it. Yeah, but you're not playing. No, but you know what I mean. Surely there has to be a yeah, rule that encompasses that part of it. It's like because I remember one time, and again, I don't know if it's a ruling or not. That can you get so far ahead and score that the ref can call off the match? Like you know that sort of way that uh, it's probably at a certain level of sport you can a kids yeah. level, but not a not a. Yeah, because level. I remember playing a game like, I would have played all through school and stuff like that. And we were playing, there was this new school only after opening up in Hartstown at the time. And their team, like that, was just put together for the sake of having a team. And it got to the stage where our keeper was coming up and all and scoring. We were just <laughs> having the crack league, you know, that sort of way. And at one point, like that, their manager wanted to call it off, like, for not to just overly humiliate them. Mm. I mean, at this stage, I think it was, we actually had something ridiculous, like about 15 goals or something, if I remember correctly. Like, it was just insane, it was. And, like, our manager was like, no, look, just let them just fucking play. I mean, I, th- this game isn't going to get any more demeaning than it already <laughs> has been. There's only, like, 20 minutes left or something. Like, my boys want the run out, like, you know, that sort yeah. of Away, like so, we played on like and that. But I remember playing another game then when I finished school. I had a brief stint with Bridget's, and we went out for this game in possibly Clondalkin. Um, I'm gonna say Clondalkin. Crumlin is in my head as well, but I'm gonna assume Clondalkin's worse than Crumlin. 
So yeah. six and one half and does yeah. the other. Okay, well maybe it was either or. It was one or the other. But like that, there was lads like in Bermuda shorts and runners, <laughs> and at one point a lad came across the pitch on a motorbike <laughs> and all this sort of crack. It was just <laughs> ridiculous, like like that. If ever there was a match where it could have been like, okay, you stay down there, we'll stay <laughs> up here, like sort of thing. Because the thing that was so much different, because I remember it was literally I think the last match I played in them, I was like, oh fuck this noise. Because they were a bunch of fucking pussies. Like, you know, at the football level, and I don't know, uh, the, uh, the school level, excuse me, I don't know if it was the camaraderie of your schoolmates and all. You know, it was one in, all in. You'd get stuck in into mill-ups. You kind of helped each other out and all. These were a bunch of fucking pussies. Nobody had your back and all. They were all... Yeah, at one point, point, one guy came over to me. He's like, yeah, man up there said he has a knife and all. I'm like, do you actually think he has a fucking knife on a bleeding GAA pitch? Like, <laughs> you know the shorts. Mean? Yeah, well, where is he hiding this fucking knife? Is it a suppository knife? Like, get the fuck up there and mark him, like. You know, yeah. but it was just one of those games where I remember just coming away and just so disheartened that like what it was, I just kind of went, ah, no. I mean, at least in school I got out of class for this. What the fuck yeah. am I giving up my free time for this shit for? Like, and you know, that's how I went. That was pretty much the last game I played with them. Like, well, we had a interesting GA match. We went out to I think Man of War out in North County Dublin around Scary. Best name ever. It is, uh, and the ref didn't turn up, so the <laughs> the cold tea noise. I don't know what I was expecting. We're talking for like 52 minutes here now. The tea wasn't exactly piping when I got out here. Ooh, that was cold. Go on, sorry. Was, so the ref didn't turn up, so our manager said he'd ref. Yeah. Like, we're after driving out, so we might as well play. Uh, turned into an all-out brawl. The match was abandoned early in the that second half. That must be just like, it must be just something where you know that happened to us before mm. as well. Um, yeah, but we were sent back out a couple of weeks later, and the ref turned up. And he did not know what hit him because we weren't finished with the brawl. Oh, yeah, you was, was like, yeah, yeah, this is fucking ding ding round two. Yeah, like, we were talking about for the whole couple of weeks since. Yeah, we're going back out here. Well, how are we going to do these yeah. lads? Yeah, that happened to us one time like that. It was uh, an inner city team from Brunswick Street, um, came mm. out and like that. It was just a bunch of fucking scrotes, is all it was. And like that, the ref hadn't showed up, and one of the teachers from our school was a sanctioned ref, so. They rang down and said, yeah, get him up here and you know, he's going to ref impartially. I don't even know if they let the others know he was from our school because he was a sanctioned ref and all. But I think it was the it was only for he was from our school that the match wasn't abandoned and we won't weren't fucking kind of disqualified because it was just melee after melee. Like It was like there'd be a group of lads fighting and he'd wade in and kind of, oh, yeah, unless it is, I break it up. But then behind them, another <laughs> fight is starting and he'd get that one sword. And I know, the reason I never forget it, well, two reasons. One is this um, This lad was fucking digging the head off one of the boys off my team. And I kind of grabbed him, kind of pulled him up. But whatever we kind of, the two of us got knocked together. And I kind of got knocked where my hands kind of got knocked down. So I was completely exposed. And he just winds up this punch. And I remember just kind of going, oh, ah, nah. swinging his arm in no, a circle. It was, it, no, it was one of these just literally, you know, peeled it right back. Mm -hmm. like, And I was like, I could see it coming. And I'm just like, ah, oh, no. I just literally closed my eyes. I was like, this is going to hurt. And all of a sudden, like, there's no punch hits me. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of like, what the fuck? But it turns out that, like, how I got nudged up against him was another lad from my team kind of came up behind mm -hmm. us. So, yeah, man, overshot my shoulder, like, punched the guy behind me for whatever <laughs> reason. So I was just like, oh, nice. I got to this avoid, like, hit your man a hook. Grand. And that was one reason I remember. The second reason being my cousin played on our team as well. And he was a full forward. And this was all, this melee was all happening in around the half-back line. And he comes running the length of the pitch. <laughs> and uh, like that, come, this guy has leaned over. He's still on his two feet, but leaned over, like just punching downwards one of our guys on the ground. Like just laying in the fucking day. He's like, wreck it, Ralph. He's just like, I'm going to wreck it. And he just starts fucking wailing on him. So Dickie comes running the length of the fucking pitch. And swings this boot at your man's face, like, cause your man's like leaned over. If you get me, but your man kind of sees him coming last second, like immediately stands upright. <laughs> Dicky kicks with such force, but misses yeah. that he lifts himself <laughs> off the ground. Somersaults. <laughs> no, not quite. Does a, a fucking what was it called? A shining wizard? No, not shining wizard. The moon salt. Yeah. Not quite a moon salt, but lands high and tight on his back. <laughs> so your man then just proceeds to lead over and start putting the digs <laughs> into him instead. Like it was just so funny. Like you know, that's always just like. Fucking hell, and you ran the whole way down the pitch. Yeah, just to do that. And you couldn't even connect, like, just <laughs> dive into one with a knee to the ribs or something. I don't mm. know. But the swing and miss, it's such fucking catastrophic failure, was ridiculous. I rarely got into fights playing football. I caused an awful lot of them. Because I'm, I'm a dick when I'm playing. But yeah. The one occasion. Uh, where were, where would you have played, position wise? Uh, full forward, but not in the centre. We had a re guy who was six foot when he was 
10. Okay. <laughs> Why wasn't he in midfield? You know, the no, big no, lanky lads got fucked at the midfield. You, you booted the ball up to him and uh, nobody else could get it. <laughs> he just knocked it down to the, the lads running, running in around yeah. him. And I was one of those. Yeah, because we always had a tall guy, um, Richard Bruton was his name, and he was our, he was our yeah, well, beam pole in midfield. We had a couple of decent midfielders. Mm. So, so this guy could be just stuck yeah, in front. He, he, was, he was the crouch. Yeah, he, he didn't even get to shoot. He was that bad. He just he could get the ball because he oh, was right, tall. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, no, I I'm played half back. With, with a guy, and uh, we're tussling for the ball, and I take the, the shot, and I turn around, and he's his hands on his knees, and he says, if you touch me, you're dead. I reach out and tap him on the shoulder. Yeah, like he was expecting a punch or a kick or yeah. something. I just touch him. But of course, he has to respond because yeah. he's made the threat. So he swings and, in ducking or leaning back, I fall. Yeah, and everybody thinks he's punched me. So I get up and there's a twenty nine man brawl and I'm stood there. Really, I didn't do this. Yeah. I'm not getting involved. Yeah, no, I used to like that. I I must have been a really frustrating player to mark because it was one of those things that I would have been. A, I was very fast. So like that, this that was kind of my thing is that I'd draw a guy out, like you know I'd kind of draw him out field or you know what I mean out wide, but I could run back in or I could run back to, yeah. to meet the ball and stuff, and they would never keep up with me. And I always remember meeting only once in all the games I ever played, I met a guy that was faster than me, and it was so frustrating to try and <laughs> mark him that I you know I remember my own manager saying to me, well like now you know what you're doing to them, you know what I mean? So I was like yeah okay. But like that, I would have been the same like that. I would have been an awful man for just riling lads and acting the bollocks. I remember one time getting in a bit of a tussle with a lad. And two of us ended up on the ground. But if you can imagine, I ended up with my knee and shin over the back of his legs, like below his knee. So his his he was pinned he on his knees. So every time he went to get up, I just had to like literally nudge him and he was off balance, <laughs> falling back on his face. And I just kept pushing him over because the, the play wasn't with us. So I just kept pushing him over until I saw the ball coming and then I just stood up and ran because like, he's still panned out on the ground. Like, But shit like that I used to do all the time. Like, I'm sure fucking people used to hate it. Like, you know, they kind of go, oh, this prick, like, you know. That's why I was in goal one day and we weren't, this wasn't even a match. This was five aside between mates on, okay. the, on the side of the road. On, up on the grass and the lad goes to go round me and so I die full length and he's not scoring I'm going to catch his ankle and pull him down Yeah, I can save the penalty nobody's sending me off it's yeah, yeah, lads yeah. playing football but I didn't count on him getting up and starting a fight and I wasn't involved in the fight he was fighting the, the guys who were playing in defence okay <laughs> so, okay oh, I'll take it Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's just that intimidating look you have yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to hit the ginger kid. I, said, no, I was on the ground. <laughs> you don't want to catch ginger by hitting yeah. you. <laughs> I was on, still on the ground after taking him down. I was like, why are you fighting with them? Why aren't you fighting me? And yeah. it's not that big a deal. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Kids and games, huh? Let's not try and rationale that. Um, I got one other story. I know we've gone on a bit here. Where, I don't know. We're, we're doing okay. Um, what would you say is the best part of Total Recall? New Total Recall, Old Total Recall. Old Total Recall. Uh, most memorable cameo appearance. Mo- not cameo. Most memorable. The treated woman. Exactly. <laughs> Would you believe she's a reality now? I've seen this on... Uh, Have you seen it? Uh, this board in Tampa in Florida, Jasmine Tri-Devil, I think I'm not sure pronouncing this film. I don't want women walking around with three tits. Yeah. It's weird. Ah, this is just... She's another... Um, what's that, that fucking English... T- trollop um, that got the NHS tits um, trollop, that could be hang on I'll flick back here hold up I've got her name somewhere here uh, yeah, we don't need to give her a name we just uh, no it's nice to it's nice to make it look like we actually do some form of research no, Josie right. Cunningham um, well basically this chick um, she went off had to go around apparently asked about 50 to 60 doctors of course they all said get the fuck out of here what are you <laughs> talking about Dr. Nick from The Simpsons yeah, the actually, hi everybody but the doctor who done it now doesn't want to be named he's probably afraid he will kind of get fucking <laughs> I don't know undoctored or whatever the fuck yeah um, rightly so but uh, weird yeah cost her you know 12,000 pounds or 15,000 euros so I'm going to imagine 20,000 dollars but she got a third tit added with skin from her abdomen and the nipple is tattooed on. Now, that's the thing that struck me as odd. I'm like, you're going through all this effort to get a third tit. Surely to God, nipples are, you know, readily available off fucking cadavers or whatever yeah. from medical schools <laughs> or whatever. You could get a, a nipple, like, I mean, you know, to get a nipple tattooed on. But yeah, she got a third tit right in the fucking middle. All right. It's, it's bizarre at best. Yeah, she should be locked up. In some uh, sort of weird home. Yeah, I mean, clearly, 
like any of those doctors that she went to should have then got onto some sort of social services or so, somebody. Yeah. I don't know who you call for but the wackos. Like, the, you know, the doctor runs out to reception and says, uh, "Who do I?" call here she wants to treat tits yeah I mean there has to be somebody there. you can report her to say like she's clearly not of sound body and mind like she's definitely not a sound body now no but uh, but yeah you know she is she's all hell bent on maybe wanting to get her own show on MTV and all this sort of crap like she's just she's an American Josie Cunningham it's it's anything for attention anything for that kind of five minutes mm. in the spotlight her right. parents have stopped talking to her they're disgusted with what yeah, has happened so. and what have you and of course yeah rightly so I think she if I remember correctly I actually don't know why I didn't jot this down She's only young as well. She's only twenty, twenty one or something like that. Like she's yeah, ridiculously young for I have her. to be famous, I've no talent. Yeah. Uh, Just become a fucking porn star man. You've yeah. got two holes and a heartbeat. There you go. You know, get your little bit of fame that way or whatever but yeah just seeing this thing I was like at first I thought it was a joke I was like this can't be real and then I looked into a photo and there was more pictures of her and I'm like this is legit like this chick has three tits <laughs> and I think she actually mentions Total Recall like she actually says like about you want a Total Recall that James Cameron has a lot to answer for fucking smart he has you know what I mean it's, I don't know it's, I, don't, I mean that, that's how you close a podcast right there I mean three tits <laughs> it's the, you know start off with no holes barred yeah you start off a Hulk Hogan's ass, well fucking manicured and oiled up, and you end up with fucking, you know, James Cameron's <laughs> vision of the future becoming a reality. Yes, not even the good parts. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not even fucking sticking Arnold Schwarzenegger on Mars and watching his eyes pop yeah. out with ridiculous prosthetics, but uh, three tits. Well, that's it. I can't follow that. No. There's, not, there's nothing we could say that could add to that. So, with that said, I'm going to say for me, Derek, it's goodbye. And for me, James, goodbye. Jog on. <laughs>